on this episode of Quantum Week, January 14th through 20, 1996. Quantum Week. Quantum Week. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines, everything that happened during that time period that uh, makes it unique. We got a, a big one today. We have uh, From Dust Till Dawn is our uh, movie, and our song is uh, Wonderwall, Wonderwall by, Oasis. by Oasis. And then uh, possibly the longest personal story yet. Oh, that, okay. I'm oh looking forward to it. Oh, my God. Well, I don't even know. Stack it. show. Stack show. So uh, uh, January 14th through 20th is where we're at. 1996. In yeah. So our movie is From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting movie to talk about. Um, I think so. So it's, it's, uh, it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, yeah. it's starring Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney has, and Tarantino's never done enough. Has he done any other starring roles? Uh, I couldn't remember. He didn't move about destiny bit. has the blues thing, or Jimmy, Jimmy Hollywood. Maybe he played a character named Jimmy. Yeah. Hollywood. Uh, so he, so here's what happened with that. So he does, obviously he wanted to be an actor and he was yeah. in an episode of golden girls, uh, <laughs> where he played an Elvis impersonator. And what happened was that episode had, um, it, they used it in a lot of clip shows. So, um, cause it was kind of a, they had a bunch of Elvis impersonators in this birthday for, so one of these old ladies, yeah. golden girls, whatever. And, um, it was kind of an, like for that show, an iconic moment. So because of that, they use it in a bunch of clip shows. And because of that, when I went to syndication, he actually got quite a bit of money from it or not like tons of money, but he was a broke guy working at a video store. You get royalties for that? Yeah. If you have like, I think he had a speaking role. Oh, so you get a credit. I see. You get like, you, and you get some sort of, and it wasn't yeah. a huge amount, but because it was airing all over the country and they kept using it in various episodes, almost like was being in like six episodes instead of just being in one. It funded Res Dogs. It, well, <laughs> no. I don't think it did, <laughs> no. uh, but it funded him staying alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, unfortunately, <laughs> to some extent, funded the idea that he could be an actor. Yeah. Um, which he's obviously in Reservoir Dogs. It's a small part. It's not great. He's in Pulp Fiction. I actually think that's his best work. Yeah. Because that character is so annoying. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just works. I love Quentin Tarantino, by the way. He's my, oh, fa- yeah. he's my favorite director. Is he your favorite? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, he's certainly not arguing. I love him too. Of Huge fan. So, yep. but I just think, and I actually like him. I think I love that he has a, a wild passion about films. Like yes. you get him talking, he's super excited. He's super knowledgeable. He's, he's a brilliant guy. I think the world of Quentin Tarantino, yeah. I think he's like one of my favorite celebrities. He's a terrible actor. And um, in this movie, he really brings this movie down a notch. You think so? Yeah. I wasn't annoyed because he just he, he just sort of plays a, a sociopath. How uh, great or how different would this movie have been if you were really scared of the sociopath? That's though? a good point. If you had a real actor in this role. Yep. Um, I don't know. Say it was Ray Liotta. Yeah. Know, or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like right. someone who was like, you're like, you know, even like Robert Patrick. Sure. Um, you know, someone like that who you're like, all right, this guy can be menacing. Um, he is kind of mild mannered, but there's a level beyond him that's like you see, chilling. Yeah, you see. And right. this guy could like rape Rip a young off. girl. Yeah, this guy right. could. This guy did murder a maid, and it's like it's like and yeah. rape this or not a maid. Sorry, uh, a the bank, bank tower. Uh, yeah, bank tower. Um, she dressed like a maid. I know. That's what happens, and I, and I think she's a maid, and then they say he's a bank teller. I always get confused by that. So right. Every time I watch this movie, I keep thinking she's a maid, but she never <laughs> is. I'm always like, oh, a bank teller. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, who is this person to do that? I never buy that he's capable of these things. You don't. Not even for a second. Mm. And I, and a lot of it too might be because we know Quentin Tarantino, but then we know George Clooney, and like I buy him in this role. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, well, yeah, there's there is a stark. Di- you're right. There's a stark difference between the two two of their performances. You want to try your 15 second synopsis? Two violent fugitive uh, bank robbing brothers are trying to get into Mexico. Um, they kidnap a a fallen pastor and their and uh, family uh, to steal their Winnebago, basically to get them over the border into Mexico. Um, they do, and they arrive at this place called Titty Twisters, which is a fucking a titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in there turns into vampires. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, so this movie deals a lot with tone changes, right? So the very first thing you see in the movie is just a convenience store clerk and a sheriff just like shooting the shit. You can barely yeah. understand them. It's like very heavy Texas drawls and big accent. Um, yep. And it's really like, and, and then it quickly turns on a dime, right? Because then you realize it's actually like a hostage situation. Right. Um, and then, then it becomes like a kidnapping movie for about 40 minutes. And then it turns in a dime and becomes- To a vampire horror Into film. like a vampire movie. So, so like that's what they're doing here. That's what the whole idea is. It's, I guess it was Quentin Tarantino's like first script that he's like ever mm, really did. Yeah. Right. It was a screenplay. Someone else wrote it. Yeah. Uh, the, and so, uh, someone had the story and he did like a treatment on it. Right. right? It was uh, Robert Kurtzman, who's a special effects guy. Um, he yeah, did like a lot of uh, he's 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 had a lot of credits and, has and it was own, his like, idea, but studios. Tarantino like wrote he this did the screenplay. Yep. Uh, and when you you know this guy is not really this Kurtzman is not like a right like it wasn't no, like no, no, he no. collaborated like he had the idea and Quentin wrote this. Yeah, it's like one of the Seems first it. things he's ever done, and it feels really raw. Does it? Like I mean, you could just like it, it, it's just it's a lot of ideas are like half baked or just the characters aren't fully developed. There's like, there's things here. I get lost in it. That's the thing for me. Like I remember going into the theater, not knowing that there were going to be vampires right? and being like, what the fuck halfway through. And it just shocked me so much that I don't even notice the other stuff. I mean, like, the, I'm blind to the other stuff. Think about the movie poster. Like it's, it's two guys like yeah. pointing a gun at you. There's no at all no idea reference. of vampires. I was, I was thinking back and I'm like, Am I tricking myself into believing that they didn't talk about this being a vampire film in when they advertised it? I don't think they did. I don't think anybody knew. And I had just seen, you know, Pulp Fiction whenever it was the year before, right? right? 94. Right. Right. Two 94. years before. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in the theater twice. Yeah. I was 16 years old. Sure. All my friends love that oh my God. film. I'm sure all your friends love that film. Of course. So I'm like, okay, Tarantino film. I'm going to see this in the theater and did and was fucking shocked. Yeah. So I missed the other stuff. Like, I don't even... Even so, I was thinking of later on. We'll talk about you know critiques of the well, we are kind of anyway, but critiques of the film, and I'm like, it's not even worth me talking about the critiques in the film, just because the tone change is so big. It was so monumental to Which me. Which movie like, do you like better, the kidnapping movie or the vampire movie? Kidnapping movie, actually. Me too. Yeah, but I do you, really like that. But yet, I'm thinking about how I describe it. So every time I was telling people about this movie, or Laura asked me about it, or we even pitched it on the show, and I'm like, oh, it's a vampire movie. Yeah, like, exactly. The yeah. vampire part is what sticks to me, but I think the kidnapping part is better. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to really not make cartoonish. Head. It's darker. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gets cartoonish when the vampire. Also, come. I have a lot more interest in the characters because they're speaking, you know, and they're That's having dialogue too, yeah. and you're yeah. learning about them. Like, like Harvey guy tells great in this. He is really great. The thing about this movie is really interesting too, is you have basically this kind of, uh, yeah, it's either like a, a B movie. It's a kidnapping movie or it's like a B movie. It's like a vampire movie. Yeah. It's like a low budget or like, the idea, it's not really low budget, but it gives the idea yeah, that it's low right. budget. Yeah. It's a campy. They just have, yeah, there's green blood. I but mean, then yet sake. you have three people in that movie that were nominated for Oscars for acting. Right. Or won one. Like Clooney won an Oscar for acting. Uh, Keitel had been nominated. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis was for nominated Cape for Cape Fear. Fear. And, uh, so, I mean, Keitel was nominated for Bugsy. Yeah. So like you have like legit, you, you have like this like t- trashy movie yeah. that that is admittedly trashy. They're not trying to be anything else. Yeah. And yet you have like a high level of caliber actors involved with it. So it does give a little like, it makes the quality, it does make it more enjoyable to watch. I really liked that 
So the, 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 I, th- I laughed in the theater. That's the thing. It's like the first part of it. The kidnapping part is so dark. The violence part of that Selma section Hayek too, actually Selma Hayek. Oh God. And I mean, she's no, she was nominated for an Oscar too. What was she? Uh, was she, uh for Frida, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, but so, so it's so dark, like kidnapping part is so dark. The violence is dark. It's like a, a raw, like creep. It's a creepier violence. But then when you get to the fucking, um, the vampires, it's, it's, for it's, it's funny, right? It's yeah. funny. So I like that, that, that shock of like, this is, you know, very dark and morose and now, you know, vampires and funny. I like that. I, really liked I, it. I do and I don't. You don't like it. I, I think I did like it. The, I know I liked it the first time I saw it. I was also a teenage boy. Has anybody else done? Oh yeah, exactly. I think it was really meant for, yeah, eight, 17 year old so me, like, 18 year old me. Think about this movie. I'm like, uh, how do I feel about this? And you know, I, I, I'm not going to say this is a bad movie because it's not any, what I respect about it most, it never tries to be anything. It's not, it is two different movies, but that's what it's angling to be. My issues are with movies, movies I really don't like or movies. I love to shit on and make fun of are movies like Poseidon yeah. that have no creativity yep. and that want to be this like great epic, but just fail miserably or like a time to kill, which wants to be this Oscar movie. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's just like a lukewarm drama that thinks it's way more important than it is. This movie doesn't do any of that. It, yeah, this this movie completely knows who it is. This movie embraces it and is like, we're going to do our movie. Fuck you if you don't like it. We're going to do it our way. And you know what? This movie isn't really probably for me at the end of the day. Like, I don't, I was entertained by it. Yeah. Like that. But at the end of the day, I know like, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's your thing. This would never be like my top. But you do really like tone changes though. You do, I do. like that. I do. Yeah. And I, I respect they did this here. And I respect a lot of the things. I wish they had done more. And you also wanted to know how much studio involvement they had. Like Robert Rodriguez was coming off El Mariachi and was coming off Desperado, Desperado, but he wasn't a guy that could really flex his muscles. I mean, I guess no. he, at that point, Quentin could. So maybe they did have, yeah, after you almost wonder, like, fiction. Yeah. just go even more creative. And they did. I mean, like, like there's even a shot of like when they're in the, um, when, uh, the brothers are driving away from the gas station yep. and they show the trunk and inside the trunk is, uh, the bank teller. Right. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to show they have a hostage without actually saying it. They just yes, show it. they show it. So like stuff like that, I'm all for it. And I like, some of the scenes are very thrilling and it's exciting and they do, they do a good job of this. Like, yes, it's a trashy movie, but it never tries to be anything else. So like kudos. I, I, I have, I have no issue with this movie. Do you like Rodriguez? I really don't. I don't. Yeah, this is, I think this is the only film of his that I really like. Uh, Desperado, I remember like when I was a child. Yeah. But, you know, because it was fun. He did some really creative stuff with Desperado, the way he directed it, but it's not, it's, I don't really go up the movie. Um, I don't like, he did, he followed this up with The Faculty, which is yeah. a, a bad I know I saw movie. That That's not, and, yeah. it's not a creative movie. It's not an interesting movie. Right. And then he did, the, he, then he fell into that Spy Kids franchise. Yeah. Which Another, is, I don't think I saw the demo for it anyway. Yeah. Uh, made a ton of money. And then he does, um, uh, Actually, Sin- Planet Terror, I liked. The Grindhouse films. I don't films. like those movies. You didn't like anytime, that? Ooh, I like Death Proof more, any, but I like them both. Anytime Rodriguez and Tarantino combine, I feel Rodriguez almost brings Tarantino down. Mm. Like, I don't like Sin City either. I thought Sin City was good. It was creative and interesting at times, but I don't think that's like a good movie. Like, Tarantino, in my mind, does great film. Yes. Like, he's, oh, yeah. Like, he's top, he, you know, five directors, whatever, ever. Yeah, I mean, like, so, there are a yeah. number of Tarantino movies I would put in my top 20, like a number oh, sure. of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when he does these, like, trashy things with Rodriguez, because Rodriguez likes doing trash movies, which is fine, but, like, I feel it's like, all right, don't waste your time with this bullshit. Like, go make another great movie. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, they're friends. They're best friends. They're best friends, which is cool, and they both yeah. work together, and maybe they there's are creative elements that I'm also not seeing in his other movies that I end sure. up valuing more, but, like, it just, the Grindhouse thing, it's like, I took, I like I, those. 
I hate those movies. Yeah. Uh, but if they were directed by Andy Bales, I would probably say they're okay. But because it was Tarantino, I I'm, I get angry even thinking about those movies. Well, Death Proof was the was Tarantino's. Yes, and I know. I thought that one was really good. Really I thought compelling. it was not good. It was like, like it. trashy pulp yeah. garbage, yeah. Yeah. which is fine for someone that wants to, but like, I feel like Tarantino should do more. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm also the guy that loves Jackie Brown. Yeah. You know, and like, that's in my top 10 probably, you know, and I'm the guy. Well, that, then how, where are you with Kill Bill then? I love those films. I do too. I, that's, that's I don't have, too. they're not in my top Tarantino movies, but they're great movies. I think they're great. I love those movies. I yeah. think they're phenomenal. They're yeah. not in my, uh, when I, if I'm going to rank all the Tarantino movies, they're in the bottom half. Interesting. But I think they're great. Yeah. I, I, the Grindhouse stuff is just really irritates me. I get irritated when he's even in a movie like From Dust Till Dawn because I feel like he's wasting, he's his, wasting time. his time. And I know he had to get this out of his system. I understand that. And who's to, you know, Michael Jordan needed to play baseball. I get it. Like, yeah. Let these guys follow their dreams. They well, earned it. But. And even if these Grindhouse films, you're right. Those are probably at the bottom of the barrel for Tarantino, but yeah. they're still better than fucking Poseidon. Like they're, oh, they're so like way better oh, than way most better. of these stupid films I, that we've oh, seen. Oh, way more creative, Yours, interesting. Yours, right. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't put it anywhere near there. They're just fun. But in a lot of ways, Grindhouse is more aggravating in those movies. I am much angrier that Grindhouse exists eh. than I am that Yours, Mine, Ours, or Poseidon exists. Yeah. Because they wasted uh, and a genius's time for, uh, for a year. <laughs> we could have got a great movie out of him instead we got this shit. I liked him. Uh, the last thing uh, Robert Rod- Rodriguez did that I saw was the uh, Alita Battle Angel. I haven't seen this. Made a ton of good. money. It's not good. It's not good. No, there's no need. I mean, it's it's in it's for me. Like I love fucking the sci uh, the sci fi shit. Yeah, okay. Barbara, and I love that shit. But yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was very good. It made it made over four hundred million worldwide. Did it really? Yeah, it made That's a ton of money. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see another one. Oh, um, there should be. I mean, it's set up for a sequel. Rodriguez. I, I, I mean, Rodriguez good. has a certain style. I don't. I don't hate Rodriguez. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he he's not for me. No, I, I get it. But it doesn't mean he's bad. Like, you know, like if he's doing creative work, you know, I respect anyone, honestly, nowadays that's me. I do. I guess it's a leader has an IP. Like it came. It's, yeah. 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 But at least it's not a fucking like, like I respect anyone that makes creative choices. I mean, I know I guess Sin City, you could say it's a comic book too yeah. or whatever, but I, I think he does creative, interesting things with it. It's just not for me, but my favorite filmmakers now are, Tarantino doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. Scorsese doing The Irishman. Like, I want to see new creative work. And you can say, well, it's another gangster movie. It was just a fucking, it's a, something, new characters I haven't heard of. True. My whole life. I, 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 I give, um, I give Regas, you know, it's fine. This movie is not great. I do, one thing I want to say about this movie. Yeah. George Clooney. Okay. So this was the first movie he starred in as like a starring role. And he's already gray haired. It's, it's funny. <laughs> well, he's old. I don't know. He's he ER forever. Facts of life. Yeah. And, he did. Oh, yeah, he yeah. even did a show called ER in the eighties. That was not the ER we know. Oh, really? He was around so long. He was in two different ERs. I know. Um, but uh, he's good. He's, he's really good. good in this. Like, yeah. But there's one thing, like one scene where I remember you had the four vampires on the left and you have our four heroes on the right. Yep. I remember. And then, um, and they're all like, they're like lined up facing and it's each like, other. It's like Fred Williamson. Um, the guy that plays sex machine. Yeah. Um, Cartel and Cooney and uh, Cartel obviously is a, is a great actor, but he also is known for slumming it in certain roles too. And for a moment in time, you're like, Oh wow, this could have been Cooney's career. He could have been like a B level action star. He could have like, it could easily have just become this. Yeah. Which he seemed to be having fun with it. I don't think he would have minded as much. Maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm sure know. he likes his life. Now he owns a castle. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, you wonder, like, wow, things have gotten a little differently. If he had a little less talent, maybe, um, maybe not as good looking. I, I think he's not as good looking. He's criticism. Do you think he's done? 
he wouldn't have made it to ER. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, because right. he was in that he was in Roseanne for a while. Yep, that's right. Like he got by on his looks for a while, and he was always interesting, but they never knew how to work with him. It wasn't until he was older that they could, because young George Clooney, I guess, doesn't quite work because he always looks kind of old. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny Clooney too. He hasn't made a, he hasn't been the star, the primary star of a big movie in like ten years. Yeah, because even the oceans. Well, he was probably in the oceans for that was probably those the last one, right? Those are those have been gone for. I, a long I guess time. so. Yeah. Tomorrowland. He was in. That sucked. Which which was a bomb. That was a piece um, of shit. It, but a big reason it was a bomb in fairness to that movie was because it cost so much to make. But mm. it still like, lost his shitload of money. Yeah. But he hasn't been the star. He was in Gravity, but he's not the star. Not no, the he's not. He was, yeah, he was awesome. He hasn't movie. been in a big movie in a long... Like, he's basically like... You think he's done? Semi-retired. Yeah. Like, he seems way more interested in directing these lousy movies and he does he's what boring did he direct? movies what, what's he directed oh monuments Man, which is a oh which is a fucking Not short sure that I monuments Man managed to make bill murray george cooney and matt damon all really boring <laughs> it is that is a bear to watch yeah and it's not it. even bad oh, wait like, do they go and steal monuments from uh from different it's artwork artwork it's, uh, artwork from the, the i remember that coming out too i didn't, I didn't oh, see it he's in these movies and he's just so boring and i i, I just i they're not bad. They're just like long and only interesting. I imagine to him. Yeah. He, he seems like an interesting guy. Like a, like he's the kind of guy you'd love to have like a beer with and like talk to like just pick his brain. He yeah. seems like a really bright guy. Like yeah. I'm sure this set must've been fun. Kaitel is a wild man. Juliet Lewis is insane. Yes. You got Kaitel who, uh, who Kaitel has crazy stories. You have Terrence, you know, who's, you know, a genius. Clooney is a really interesting, funny guy. Yeah. Like what? A, this must've been a blast to shoot. They look like, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. Every single person is like they're having a time in their life doing this. This was shot with a non-union. Um, I saw that too, uh, which is uh, like over fifteen million. Is the yeah, I saw the, that. The I think I read the same article. Yeah, do I you mean, think it was a? It's like not a, really a threshold. It's basically like if a studio does it, it's usually done union. And Merrimax did this, right? I mean, I know they're independent, but they're really not. Yeah, especially they're by '96, right. like they really weren't. Yeah. and it's like they had all non-union guys. That's great. That's that's weird. You think it was a? That was a choice. I know you can get. Oh, I think I'm guessing that was a. That was a. That was that was not an accident. Yeah. Um, but how does that work with the actors? Because aren't they all union? You tell, well, that's usually why you don't see it. Okay. Usually they'll... I, I'd be really interested to hear like this, the explanation of why. Yeah. And I bet it's a long one. Um, that's interesting to me. Okay. Um, I really like that Seth keeps his promise that Kate will make it out alive. If you know... I don't know if you noticed, but what oh, happens yeah. is he's yeah. talking to, yeah. to Kaitel. It's true. And, uh, and says, you see the way my brother's looking at your daughter. Yeah. Um, well... You know, you you stay with me. I'll make sure that she gets out of this. Yeah, my word. She does. Yeah, my word. Right. Yeah. And she's the only one. Try it. Besides him. How did you like? Did you were you fine with them killing? Uh, Scott was the the kid brother. That's a tough, that's a tough and death. That's a tough one because that was a tough he's an, one. He seems like a nice he's kid, a kid, and then he gets he gets torn he apart. Has the worst he has the worst death. death. Yep. It's like ah, uh, I see what you're doing there. I rub my face a little bit. I don't mind that. Um, I like that they took. I like that they did stuff like that. Like yeah, do some chances, make it risky, have some. If you're gonna make a movie, this go all in. Yep. Uh, this is the same discussion we have with Anaconda. Yeah. The thing we say about Anaconda, remember, was like, well, they should have made this an R. Like, they should have went a little harder. Right. This movie goes harder. And you know what? Good for them. They, they owned it. They own this trashy movie, but they owned it. And it's not a bad movie. It's If you like trashy movies, you'll love this. Yeah. If you don't like trashy movies, or it's not really what you're interested in seeing anymore if you're a little older or whatever your thing is. just like, you know what? Like, for me, I, was, I just felt like I was like, too old for this movie at some point. Um, I'm like, it just doesn't, it's not as exciting to me to see like a, bar called a titty twister yeah and vampires as it did when i was 16 I'm like this is awesome <laughs> it's crazy like when i'm 40 it's like all right yeah, yeah this is 
juvenile, but they're, they're having fun. All right, I guess. Did you find it weird? Um, I saw the explanation. They used the green blood to get away from sensors. What? Oh, really? Is there like a cert? I wonder if there's like a pint limit in, in, uh, in blood and then maybe you get an X rating or something or an NC 17 rating. I don't think there's a pint limit, but I know they, uh, blood is, um, blood is problematic in a lot of things. Blood's is very it? problematic in older comic books. Like blood was like a no go. Oh really? So, like yeah. You, oh so yeah, you would see. You don't old you almost whatever, never nothing, see no, blood, or you see like oil slick underneath them. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like they really try to shy away from that. Um, but uh, yeah, you you wonder. I mean, I guess that much blood, red blood, does invoke a reaction. So I could see them doing that. This is definitely toes that line. You can see the. And this is what this movie should do. It's a slasher movie. It should go as far to that line as they sh- can yeah, go. They, yeah, they should. Good for them. They, I mean, Rodriguez and Tarantino, while they both were raw when they made this, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and they know how to entertain. Right. Okay. Um, any other, the only thing the, okay. The one criticism I did want to say is that the fucking instruments turned into bodies. Come on now. Yeah. I think you're just going for it. I know, but that, but that went too campy for me. We take, you take big swings. It's like Mark McGuire. You're going to strike out sometime. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're just hacking up there (laughs) and some of them land. Some of them don't. Yeah. And, uh, and it is what it is. And they're just having fun. And then, you know, it, they got, that looked interesting. Like there's not a lot. That's the thing with a movie like that. When they do something like that, they're not, it's not done for like intelligent reading reasons. They're doing it because it no, looks I fun. Know, I know. But when you do that though, you lose me as a movie girl. I'm looking for hopefully something that's a little bit. Sure. It's going to be, make me think a little bit. You're having someone play a body. He's like, all right, well, like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're bit. doing here. Yeah. You're just going for it, which is fine. Hey, if this is your genre, I'm guessing you must love this movie. And if you, this is your genre, you haven't seen it. Go see it. Yeah, it's, go see it. You have two craftsmen doing a pretty decent job and great actors. Yeah. Um, I just wish, I really do wish Tarantino was not in this. That's my one big thing where it's like a really fucking it. If that had a real sociopath, like an actor doing it, that would have been a terrifying first half of that movie. You would have been scared. Shitless. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and you would have been, you would have been even, you would have been like, holy fuck. How is this guy going to handle vampires now? Like it would have been a real, like, whoa, I think he's just such a weird guy. Maybe that's what they were banking on. Like he's just a weird, like he's weird looking. He and he's is, he's very and weird, but he's not, he's barely goofy. acting. He's like, come sit yeah, in the couch. Right. Like he's yeah. not even, he comes in the bedroom. No, he's he's very, not even he's just acting. He's just, yeah. But imagine if you had like a, like a really good actor doing that. Yeah. Even like Billy Bob Thornton or something. I'm trying to think other actors around that age that could have done that. Like to do that, you would have been like, holy fuck, this is scary. It's true. Yeah. Even Madsen. Yeah. Have Michael yeah. Madsen do it. Yeah, he could. I mean, it. Michael Madsen does the act. If you have him in there doing that, Tom Sizemore, any of these guys yep. in there doing that, this gets gets scary fast. That's true. Uh, with with Tarantino, you're like, oh, that's a lightweight. Yeah, uh, I'm done with this movie. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. All right, else? we saw. No, move that's it. Okay. Uh, shall we move on to the song? Yeah, it's Wonderwall by Oasis. Uh, do you have fond memories of Wonderwall? I, you know, I, it's more of fond memories of Oasis. I like Oasis. Do you? I um, never really liked them. I, I do. I like them. I I think that they're good. I don't, I never loved them. Uh, you own this album. Uh, what's the story of morning glory? I think I had the tape and I never bought the CD. Yeah. Um, so, um, I like it. It's, it's kind of late for tape actually. By the time we're at 96 car. Oh, right. My cars had tape decks. So what happens yeah. is I would buy CDs that I loved. And sometimes I would have a disc man in my car at times. Yeah. It was like portable. Yep. But if I was kind of on the end about it, I would just buy a tape for my car. Yeah. So this was tape. Land. This was tape land. Uh, tape world was an actual store I went to. Uh, uh, Record town as well. Spatula All these places City. are hurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I like it. It was um, and I was doing. I'm like, this is a good song. This was um, it's funny. Sometimes we we do these shows. I'm like, you know, I don't remember this song being a hit. I'm, this song was fucking everywhere. Yeah. This song. Oh, was, it was everywhere. Was everywhere. I know. And Oasis was everywhere for a while. I like that Brit pop sound. I like Blur. I like Oasis. I like the Brit pop sound too, but I just feel like they really fall short. Why? Uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit because right. uh, 
Actually, fuck it. We'll just get into yeah, it now because we're talking about it. Um, because so this came out in nine, uh, end of ninety five. Yeah, started really charting in ninety six. But the year before ninety four is uh, is Radiohead's fucking the Bents. Oh, incredible album! And then the year after is OK Computer, possibly the best album. But to me, it's the best album that's ever been made. It's a great album. So when you, I'm when not you, like the Bents more, but are you, but, but Benz, we're, we're arguing mean, about greatness. Yeah, so the Bents. The Bents is beautiful. Right, yeah. Um, OK Computer is more cohesive. There's, there's other parts of it, but it doesn't matter. I, I, you it's can still make a case for right. either. They're both brilliant. And yeah. they're both way better than this. I'm not. That's the thing. It's like they were the, they, they had so much hubris about what they were saying. Oh, we're the best band for yeah. since the fucking Beatles. Uh, but they really only had this album. They had one album after that sold 8 million copies. Well, the but, album before was a hit. Yeah, right, right, right. But this was really peak in that because uh, this fucking album sold 22 million copies. This was the top of the night. This was the, right. Oh, absolutely. And the only reason why the next one sold is because this one sold so much. Because it, uh, what happened was that album sold like 8 million copies super, super fast, but then no one ever like listened to it or talked about it again. Um, so it was just totally like residual off this one. They really had a very short peak. And I found that like not a very creative peak. Their Their music isn't very creative to me juxtapose against someone like Radiohead who's just fucking killing it. But at that's that like time. saying... Or even Coldplay but that's is so like, much better. I mean, that's like saying Scotty Pippen wasn't a great basketball player because oh, Michael no, no, Jordan no, no. was there. That's not no, fair. They're no. both great. The distance both, between... You know, one's really good, at least. The distance between Jordan and Pippen, much closer than Radiohead and Oasis to me. Like, there's no... Like, they are... They're a, pop, they're a top 40 band, but they're not creative. No, they're not Radiohead. No way. Not even close. No, I would never, they're think, not even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think to bring them up. I wouldn't even think to bring Radiohead in the up same, in this, well, it's the this, same this, I mean, like, episode. Right? They have the same influences, basically. A lot of the same influences. It's just, you know, one here, one super creative fucking genius and the other is just kind of playing, you know, strummy, strumming some chords. It's, it's a, it's a huge difference. It's like, I mean, you say about anybody. I mean, I, I just, I just think that they are for what they are. Which you're right. They have a very short peak. A lot of it is because they are combustible. Both brothers. Yeah, they fight but all the no, time. No, no. Uh, Liam is Liam the real is the pain in the ass, right? Yeah, he's a big. Pain he's the real. He's yeah. he's a fucking monster. Fucking diva asshole. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was it Noel is the? Um, he's a right. He was a principal writer. But he's also like he's very abrasive. He's yeah, fucking. He's they he, both are. He's very. Uh, but Liam's a fucking diva. Do yeah. You, do you remember? You must have. See, I, I mean, everybody saw it, I think, but the uh, MTV Unplugged that they did. Yeah. Where Liam won't even sing. He's up in the fucking, he says he's sick, but he's up in the balcony watching fucking Noel go through this, having to sing all the songs while he's up in the fucking balcony smoking cigarettes and drinking a shit ton. Fucking diva asshole. Well, he was just, yeah. And, and eventually, I mean, the, it's, you know, hurt. They actually just released a new song. Like, did they? This week. That's funny. Their uh, first stuff in like I'm 10 not even years. interested. Their sound is not really interesting to me. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that, but. Anyway, so there. So, what's the story? Morning Glory is their. You're right. This is their second studio album. They formed in '91. It was actually Liam's band first. Yeah. Um, and uh, and with like a bunch of you know school school friends from Manchester, but Noel joined. He's the older brother joined, and that's when it, they really started to like take. Off. It makes sense. Noel's a. He's a. I mean, I don't think their songs are that compelling, but he's a decent enough songwriter. I think songwriter. he's a good songwriter. I, 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 I like right. these guys when you do. I, I think they're good. You, you definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I have nostalgia. So this is like a B plus band. Most for of my people. No, not to me. Yeah. This is a B mm, C plus band for me. Oh no. Oh no. I like them more than you do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have some nostalgia because probably the first person who I ever loved, not a family member, loved this band. So, you know, I heard it a lot of, at that time. All I've right. got some nostalgia for it, but, yeah. but I don't really, it's, it's not, I can't even think of their other songs besides don't fucking Wonderwall. Don't Look Back in Anger is probably my favorite one. 
Yeah, I that's see, my I, favorite like Oasis song. It's you. I can't. It's not even yeah. coming to me. The melody for that. I have no. I can't even think of it. Can't even remember it. That's that's how like little impact they had in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, they're they're better. I don't know. I think they're decent. All right. So this is their second album. Twenty two million copies. Like I said, a fucking monster. Um, they played two shows back to back of one hundred twenty five thousand people at this place uh, called Nebworth, which is an out outside concerts. Neb- Nebworth is the city in in. Um, in, in England too. Uh, it was the largest gathering of fucking, um, uh, music, uh, crowd for, for a musician at that point in history. And they did it fucking back to back 125,000, two and a half million people apparently applied to get tickets to this fucking thing. They're big. They're, they're still, they were a huge deal. They're still beloved in England. Yeah, they are. And they had a, they had much more albums. That, that was kind of the funny thing with Wonderwall. They sold I, I, it was crazy, but they, they only sold 500,000 copies here. That seems really small mm. versus uh, two and a half million in England. They were really more of an alternative band. Like them and Blur, you'd hear on like yeah. BCN if That's you true. live in Boston area. Like you'd hear them, like you, but you wouldn't hear them on like Kiss 108. It's true. And I think my- You hear this we song heard on it, Kiss 108, but maybe nothing else they did really. We heard it more because of the stations we listened yeah. to. So it just seemed like oh, it was all, all the time. time and everywhere. Right. Whereas if we were listening to Kiss 108 or one of the you, other you, top you hear 40s. this song, but that and it would have a short shelf life yeah, to be over. That's yeah. right, um, and it didn't hit number one here. This is hit. Uh, I think it only hit number five on the on the Hot 100. It hit one on like that the alternative sense. charts and some of the other Yo, ones, yeah. but but it didn't even hit um, hit number one. But they have um, they have like eight number one signal singles in Britain. They're so huge, huge yeah. there, right? Um, okay, so this song Wonderwall. Three million copies, like I said, but fi- only 500,000 in the United States. Noel wrote it. He says, okay, so at the time he said it was about his girlfriend who became wife, but then later on said he was lying about it and it was about an imaginary friend who who was coming back to like save him from himself or whatever. Right. So whatever, it's kind of trite. I, that's the other thing. It's, I mean, just to be that boastful and say you're the best band on the on the planet or the best band. I, don't I know care you do. About that. Any I know. Though, like, I know. Who cares? I mean, like, what does it matter? It's like I care about their music. Like, it's like, do you care if Brady Jackson says he was the best? It doesn't really matter. Like, if he hits 32 home runs, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know. I think it's just that that type of fucking when you're that boastful and your your music just doesn't even like come close to anywhere near that. Like to compare yourself if to they the were, Beatles. If they were like a, if they didn't boast. If they were just like a quiet group of like, would I feel better about it? I might. I might feel I better about this would. song. This song is as good as name to me. The Goo Goo Dolls. That oh, song is way played. better than name. You think it's me. way better? Yeah, we, I don't. We covered that in our YouTube show. The melody's not that compelling. Like if you go back and you listen to it, it's not. He's got just sort of a whiny voice. The the there's a couple things about it which I'll show you that are kind of interesting. Yeah, but there's just not a lot to it. Like the chord structure is not. And I, you know, I, and I, it's. I know it. It's more about you know for listeners, it's more about how you feel listening to it, but. Though the but the things that I taught like the interesting you know if it's an interesting choral structure or interesting those things make you feel a certain way and I just don't really have that much of a I just don't have the passion for it that you do I don't have passion for it. I don't want to like overstate it my balance here they recorded uh, it in half a day yeah I mean it's not a passion I just think they're like pretty decent like pretty good um, I enjoy them but like I don't but I don't like seek out Oasis songs now like yeah. you know I you know, I listened to I went back and listened to a few of them prepping for this I was like oh it's kind of a fun walk down memory lane but I don't this is not someone I seek out named after uh, George Harrison's Wonderwall by the way yeah which well <laughs> is this it oh yeah it's nice good oh 
<laughs> no, that's probably enough of that song, probably. You sure we can go on? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, he did it for a movie called Wonderwall. Yeah, the um, Oasis version is is a. Uh, a little better. Yeah, you're right. It is. I mean that you know what Sounds happened. Sounds like a foghorn. Well, that's a sitar, by the oh, way. Okay. Welcome to um, instruments that aren't just uh, Western music. Oh, I get. Yeah, I've heard the Beatles. I uh, we, <laughs> we we get it. We know we get. We we've all seen the fucking documentary. We <laughs> we, we know that he had the influence of. Uh, he totally he, did. He, and he, I think this is at the point where after he did this movie, Harrison's kind of like, this is enough. Like I've I've explored this as far oh, as I want. God, this, yeah. this, is, this isn't. He did some stuff with Ravi Shankar like oh, four or five years afterwards. But yeah. but at least that was a lot more organized than this like piece of shit song. That's that's not very good. Um. So oh, but George Harrison did that because the Bee Gees were busy and they didn't want to they didn't want to do the fucking oh, really? soundtrack for this this uh, Wonderwall oh. movie. So oh. it was George Harrison's deal. Oh, okay. And he just went all went all sitari. Okay. Um. Okay. So. The thing that's most compelling to me, all right, well, there's two things. Strong song structurally, the thing that's most compelling to me is how they stagger um, into like the the, the band comes in. You'll hear it. Like right now, it's just acoustic and voice, but when the drums and stuff come in, is how it staggers is interesting. Cello and then drums. Like sort of mid phrase. That's an interesting thing. I really thing. like that. Yeah, that's a nice little thing. Yeah. That's the best thing about that fucking song right there. Um, but the other thing that's kind of cool is it's the first uh, like popular song um, that illustrates brick walling. Did you see this in, in any of your in any of your uh, your reading about the song? I did not. No, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Okay, so brick walling is this. Co- so when you record music, if you record it too um, too loud, then you run the risk of distorting the thing that you are recording through. You can distort your microphone if you scream too loud into it or, you know, the vessel that like your tube amps or whatever, you can distort those things and it'll come out as like, like crunchy sound on your recording. So you, you're, you're always in this balancing act because if then if you record it too low, then you hear a background noise. You hear like, like there's hum in the room or there, you know, right now there's computer, my computers are going. If you record too low, you'll you'll hear that like the microphones and shit. So you have to kind of hit it at the right level. And at that midpoint level where you're recording it is not where you want to listen to it, say on the radio. On the radio, like you, you don't want to have, be in a situation where you're like turning up the sound of the, or then turning it back down. Like there's sort of a consistent um, volume level that you're listening to it. So people figured out uh, this like system of mastering music that would sort of remedy that. And what mastering is, is this. So like you mix an album, which means you put all the volumes in the right, the volumes are on a pleasant level. So you got the drums at this level, the bass of this, you know, the vocals are sitting atop of it, whatever. And then you're adding effects to it and whatever. But a lot of it's about volume. Um, after you are done mixing it, then what you do is you tweak the entire mix using your, your master chain. And there are two things you usually do. You use a, a multi-band compressor, which we don't have to worry about. And then you use that. The final thing that uses this thing called a limiter. And your limiter is your brick wall. What a limiter allows you to do is crank up the volume of the entire mix all the way to its max, max, max. And you put a, a wall there. Like, uh, so in mixing uh, or mastering music, zero is the, is the high threshold. If you hit zero, that's when you, uh, that's called unity. That's when you clip. That's when you hear distortion. So you can set a, your limiter at negative like one or negative 0.1, you know, underneath zero so that the music never goes above there. 
Okay. But the interesting thing is then you can squeeze the sound. So it will hit that wall. But what happens is that um, sort of that top wall will bring the volume down a little bit on the things that are peaking, trying to get through, trying to bust through. That's what that wall does. So it's not it's not entirely like a wall where it slams up against it. And then, you know, it, it, it would that, that would have some weird kind of so, like sonic repercussions. But it sort of acts almost like it's kind of elastic. It kind of just like brings it back down a little bit, brings it back down. But this idea of brick walling is pegging your mix as high as you possibly can right up against that negative 0.1 threshold. And this was really the wonderful. This album is really the first time that they were really doing that in, in, uh, in modern, like popular music. And you real, like you can, you hear it happen change wise, like on radio, all of the top 40 songs that you heard on radio started to sound really squished all of the volumes of everything sounded very uniform across in one song. You'd like, Oh, the bass and the guitar and the voice, they're all the same sound. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of muddy. Like there's not a lot of separation between everything. It kind of sounds like this is, I don't know how well it'll translate. Um, uh, when, you know, when the world listens to it, but I'll, I'll also link to these songs too. So you can kind of hear the difference, but there is a, uh, ready to start. This is a, um, this is a, a song that you like sort of illustrates this. Everything's the same volume. Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. Yeah. Like you hear the boom, do you yeah, hear yeah, that bass? Yeah. You hear the drums. So many voice. instruments like, too. Yeah, and that and that won't matter so much if you're not pegging things right up against that wall. You can hear even if there's a Radiohead does a great job with this. They have so many instruments in in that mix of OK Computer. That's why it's so brilliant. But okay. you can hear everything. You hear where everything is in space. But in that type of song, when they pegged it so hard up against that limiter that it's just all this one big muddy mess. And they might've done that on purpose just to evoke that, that type of sound. But there's a difference between that. And here's a song called, um, uh, called in chains. There's a lot, there's just as much going on in here, but hear the space between the vocals and everything else. Space all over. Yeah. You hear like a choir in the background, which is actually like a uh, like a keyboard. You hear his voice nice and clear with like a, a lot of verb on it that just carries. The drums are in there. The bass is in there. The guitar's in there. You hear everything crystal clear. It's because they're not fucking brick walling. They're not pushing the entire mix up against that fucking wall. They're leaving a little bit of space there, a little breath there, so that you can you can hear everything. Okay. So that 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 was the thing that interested me most about this song is is that in the time that that time this was like like the first real instance of, of them doing that for hmm. uh, recorded music. All right. Oasis. Um, what the fuck else? Anything else about them? No, I think that's pretty much it. All we right. talked about the MTV unplug thing, the Radiohead thing. I think yeah. I'm done. Okay. I'm cool. done with Oasis. Okay. You have a story. I do. All right. Let me have a, you going to take a little swig of that. Yeah. You're a little, you're going to drink that Coke there, buddy. There you go. All right. It's a little bit of a long one, so buckle up, kids. All right. All right so uh, our story starts, um, is going to go from basically, I know we're in January 96. Yeah. The story's going to start uh, probably a little bit afterwards, uh, and it's going to go into the summer. So around, must have been very late winter, early spring, so I think around February or March. I want to say it's March. I don't remember snow being on the ground. Um, I just got my driver's license right around this time this February-ish yeah. um, time. I wanted to wait until after winter was kind of over because my birthday is in November. I don't yeah, wanna... it was a little late then because you were you Yeah, were I didn't want to get my license right when the snow fell. I was kind of nervous about it. Mm. 
And then the second I got my license, I became like a not at all safe driver. Like I was, I was a fucking menace behind the wheels. Uh, and, uh, so I, I was just not, I was just a 16 year old asshole basically. Really? You yeah. were, you were really aggressive in your driving? Uh, I was just like not, I was just care- reckless. Okay. I was careless. And, and I was also kind of like reckless and careless kind of like what I was doing. So one night, it was a Friday night. Nearly started that. It was either Friday or Saturday night. I even, one of the two. doesn't matter. Um, we went and uh, a, a few buddies of ours went and saw uh, other buddies of ours play a, a show uh, in Rochester, New Hampshire. They played like a, um, like a, like a, uh, like a music, like a music show, like you know, right. bands, like yeah, high yeah. school bands. Yeah, yeah. So I went to that show and then afterwards we're like, we were kind of, the show ended kind of early and we were like, looking for something to do. And it might even be me. Like, let's go, go like fuck with some houses. Let's go fuck with some houses. Yeah. Okay. So we went to somebody's house. One, one of my, so it's three of us. Went to one of my buddy's houses and we got some eggs and some toilet paper and even some golf balls. Whoa. We get, we, we drive like about a mile away from my buddy's house. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, like a, like a, like a subdivision. So like houses that were kind of built all around the same time. And I don't recommend this at all. I have like regret about this. Like I would feel terrible this happened to me today. Like so shitty. But like we went and we egged a Graham house. like no, we egged, we threw some golf balls. We didn't do any damage luckily, I don't think. With yeah, because you could have broken some windows. You could have easily. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we did some damage to somebody's side if we did. I, I, and like 12, 12 people, 12 people, that's not a big deal. The eggs, I, I kind of, it's like, more of annoying than it is. It's like shitty. Like, what are yeah. we doing this for? Right. Like, we're just bored and just being assholes. Yeah. And so then we just run back to the car. We're all like, you know, giggling like schoolgirls because we're idiots. We get in the car and we're d- driving the mile back from where we got the car to, to my buddy's house, which is in the same fucking subdivision. So yeah. What great fucking masterminds <laughs> right. of c- criminality we were. So we get in the car and we're driving and my buddy's like, I, I, I want to take a different route too. I'm being all clever. I'm not going to go the same way we came. Sure. I'm going to go a different way. A little bit of caution. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. My buddy goes cop. So I have the idea. Meanwhile, I want to set the picture. I'm in a 1986 Grand Wagoneer. Okay. These things so are cute. Like tanks. <laughs> yes. Giant white yeah. tanks. Um, <laughs> with like, with like a station wagon. This is like the, the lamest car ever. It wasn't even my car. It was my mom's like third car. Like it was the backup car for the family. Yeah. But I didn't own it. I was, my mom was like letting me borrow it. I was going to buy my own car later that month. Right. But, uh, I just got my license. I want to drive. So I was, it wasn't my car. And I'm like, so my buddy goes cop. So I had the great idea of like, Oh, if I shut the lights off, they won't see me. Seriously. Seriously. So I shut the headlights off and I'm like, I can, I know this day when I'll drive my way back. Next day I know we're off the road and we go down a cliff. Whoa. Yeah. We drop about three, two, two and a half length car lengths down, straight down. That's pretty far. My buddy, luckily we're all wearing seatbelts. Yeah. Um, we crashed into like a tree, like into a tree, but like it's a screen wagon here. So it's a fucking tank. No yeah. airbags, but like this was like a fucking tank. Everyone's wearing their seatbelt. But are you like, is the, the front of this thing on straight on the ground? It's all like, like straight down, straight down. You're looking straight down to the ground. Right. Jesus. So like, but like it was, I guess it was a little bit inclined, but not like still we, like we were able to climb back up and it took a little work to climb back up the road. Of course, I'm such an idiot. I start, I, I'm like, Oh, I'll get us out of this. I try to start the car. Of course I can't go anywhere. If I fucking crash into a tree. Yeah. And now I like on a cliff. You can't back out. Like I'm no. fucked. So, um, we, we do have to make ourselves back up to the road. And this is before our cell phones, but somebody had seen it. Like someone had like saw the accident. The cop didn't see it. There was no cop. Oh, oh. The car oh, drives oh, by. It was see, a regular car. Okay, my buddy it. got scared. Yeah. So yeah, all this was okay. literally for nothing. Nothing. Um, so, but somebody else, a neighbor did see this happen. Like, yeah, so yeah. I, and like, oh, what happened? I'm like, oh, the fuse box blew or something happened. I lost my headlights and I went off the thing. All right. So the cops come. Um, n- the, I'd never really been in trouble in my life. Yeah. Like, so like they, 
they didn't assume. I'm like, oh, we just got home from this concert. We drove home and that was it. So um, my mom knew something was up. So she picks me up and she's like, this isn't something. Right. This is weird. So we get home and she's like, before we get home, at, before I go to bed, down, she's like, is there anything you need to tell me about like what happened? Like this is, something's not right. I'm like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, All right. I wake, I, I, I'm a teenage boy. I would sleep in. So around like noon, I, I wake up to my mom knocking on my bedroom door, which is really weird. She yeah. Goes, the police are here. Fuck. So, so I like throw on some, you know, throw on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm actually wearing my pajamas or I throw on some sweatpants. But like, I was basically like, I remember like, and I'm the kind of guy too in the morning. I'm fucking, I'm a mess. I'm really hazy in the morning. I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm trying to like wake myself up. Right. So the cops like, all right, Chris, hey, just want to come over here. So right around the same place where the accident, we had some calls come in for some vandals. They like, didn't want to make sure this aren't, isn't connected. I'm like, I don't know. The concert got out. There's a lot of kids that live in this neighborhood. There could have been anybody. Or sure. could have been someone not even at the concert. I don't know what happened. Like, all right, well, we're going to check the other two guys. If their stories adds up, then you're off the hook. But just cool. just know, though, if you are the one who's lying, you're going you're gonna to face a pretty harsh penalty here. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Because me and the guys had talked. The cops come, just deny, deny that. There's no proof. No one saw us. We're fine. Right. They go to the next kid's house, knocking on the kid starts crying. So, oh, it's us, it was us. We 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 vandalized these Locked. houses. Cop calls my mom. My mom's like, You're so fucked. You're such an idiot. <laughs> so uh so the cops come back to the house and they're like, All right, well, you're obviously being charged with this. You are a minor. Um, but um, you know, you never really been in trouble before, but we, we take this stuff pretty seriously. I live in a small town. Yeah. We had one full-time cop. So right. the chief of police was the one who came to my house. Like, yeah. but like he knew me. Like these yeah, cops yeah, yeah. know, like so it's yeah. really embarrassing to boot. And my mom made me go and apologize to everyone who filed a police report. I had to go to their house, knock on the door and apologize, which Rough. I felt so shitty about. And I then bet. the cop said that I had to do community service. Since I had never been in trouble before, I look back now, it was just a, it was just a, a thing just to make me feel like I was in trouble. It was of six course. hours. Yeah, right. So oh, yeah, that's nothing. Of, um, I had to go to Stratford school. I grew up in the town of Stratford, a small, small town. It was an elementary school. Yeah. And I had to go during, now we're in the summer. So it was, Months had passed before they finally got the punishment for us and whatever. It took a long time. Did you have to go to court stuff too? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I signed a paper. It, yeah. They didn't want to. They, yeah. But I still, but it still felt serious. I never really been in trouble before. I was, I had to pit my stomach. Of course. So like, all right, Chris, well, we're going to have you spend six, six hours, uh, one day cleaning up, uh, these elementary school, like desks, the chalkboard, wipe stuff down. Like basically like, I guess maybe the janitors get some time off or maybe they were, sure. Didn't have a full staff. That's not, I don't know what happened. So the night before, meanwhile, this is the summer between my junior and senior year. So I went to a big party. Everyone's just, it was a crazy time. I had a great time. It was great. Like, I, barely, I got like a half hour of sleep kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, fuck, it's right. I got to go to the fucking school and clean these fucking things. You know, it had been so far since this crime. I didn't even really feel guilty about it anymore. I felt bad about what happened. I still feel bad that I'd done that. But like, it, it, it was in so many, it was like months ago. And plus, you I'm didn't like, go. I'm a 16 year old. No, I went. Okay, all right. So I go, but I'm fucking exhausted. I cleaned like, I cleaned like a room and a half, right? And in six hours? No, no. It's like the first like, oh, I, like, I see, I see, room and a half. Okay, I got you. And uh, I had my lunch. I had a brown bag, my lunch, and I'm sitting on like a bean bag. It was like a first grade classroom. I saw like yeah. a book. I used to read like a I don't know, like a Beverly Clearly or Judy sure. Blume or some fucking book. I'm like oh, I haven't seen this in a while. Started reading it, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just gonna sit down for a second. I'm, like, I'm fucking tired. Up. <laughs> Pass out. <laughs> I wake up and I have like a half hour left before my shift's over. Like just, it's like three thirty. My shift ends at four. I'm like fuck, I couldn't like a room and a half. So I fucking go, I'm a maniac. I spend like the last half hour. I get like a I finish that room and I get like a quarter way through the room. And then sure enough, the janitor, the lady, it was a lady janitor. He was Mrs. Tuttle. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Tuttle's like, she looks at me and she goes, she goes, all right, Chris, I'll be right back. I'm like fuck. 
fuck. I'm, I'm so fucked. I'm in so much trouble. I never get in trouble. I start like <laughs> doing it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm so fucked now. Like I, yeah. I, I I'm going to have to do more community service. I might, now I might have to go to court. Right. I'm like, they said if I kept my nose clean, I wouldn't get any trouble. I don't have to go to court. It was part of the deal. I'm like, fuck. She comes over and says, Chris, the chief police wants to see you. I go, are you fucking kidding me? So I just like bit my tongue. I walk into the, the police officer was right next to the school. Oh, I was going to say like he came to check on. No, no. you, you went right. She over never came it. in. She went and talked to him. I see. And she goes back to says, Chris, you want to talk? So then I'm marching with Mrs. Tuttle down this like gravel walkway to go to the fucking dead man walking. Oh my. Yeah. Right. I feel like Sean Penn, right? right. Susan Serrano is next to me. And, uh, <laughs> did so you I, confess to her? <laughs> so I go to the police. Uh, I just didn't say much. Yeah. I, uh, I, I know I, I just, she didn't say much. She wasn't a talker. Shockingly. Mrs. Tuttle, lady custodian, wasn't wasn't a yeah. big gabber. So we get to the free station, and she's like, "Chris, listen, I want to tell you, talk to the janitors. That was the greatest job we've ever God seen anyone do. Damn we it. want to offer you a job for the rest of the summer." I'm like, "I'm no, thank you. I'm, I'm huh. good. Thank you. I appreciate." What? A, that was the best job I slept Jesus for like five Christ. hours. What happened? <laughs> and then I, that was it. I never got to a Vandals again. But I. Uh, that was uh that was my my one time I ever uh really you got, got really in big, trouble. Big, big big trouble. Yeah. All right, that's a good story. And that might does it hurt still thinking about it, or have you made peace with it? Oh, well, I, I feel the only I feel now I'm a homeowner now, so sure. like if someone had my house, like if made like I, I scared kids that night. Like there's like you know yeah. it's a suburban and like kids got woken up by like that sucks. Like it does that's suck. shitty. Like yeah. you look back, especially if you're if you're a teenage boy, you look back at some of the stuff you did, and you're like. Wow, like, was I was asshole. an asshole. What the yeah. fuck? Right. You know, you feel kind of bad about it. Well, I mean, you know, you know what are you going to do? But, yeah, like, you move you, on. but he's like, you know, you definitely like, there's few things worse in life than a teenage boy. Like, you're just a <laughs> hideous person, a really horrible, horrible human being. But it's just like, I know it's not the end of the world, but like, I would never even think of doing something. But in the, I don't know what would possess me yeah, to do that. Like, right. why would you do You like, just don't have a fully formed, you know, it's really philosophical. True. Your brain isn't fully, fully formed. It, yeah, it's really true. Rock, yeah. Like, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're like a dangerous person. I'm driving like a maniac, shut my lights off. Like, what yeah, the fuck? I could have yeah, really, yeah. could have killed the kid. Now, if, if he dies, my life is completely changed. That's true. You know, and this is like, you think about all the things you do when you're like that age, you're like, wow, like I'm glad I made it out. I'm sure there have been those situations too, where one slightly, like I would put myself in such danger that one slight, if it could have gone just slightly different and completely fucked the life, fucked like, my life. You know, you drunk, go drunk driving once yeah, and you, 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 someone, hit, yeah. you hit someone. Yeah. Imagine the, I mean, you, you, you never, you, no, that's you the rest never, of your life. Right, you would never, and you know, and we've all up. made that. I'm sure most people listening have made that same mistake and we're just lucky we didn't get in trouble. And you think back, you're like, man, you know, think about the risks we made, especially when we we're in our 20s or our teens. You're yeah. like, wow, it really, really makes you think as a 40-year-old, like, oh my God, it makes me scared to have kids. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's what happened. I got in trouble. All right, good story. Should we talk about headlines? Let's do it. So the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets sold and uh, oh, they got ready to move to became Phoenix. The, became the Coyotes. They became the Coyotes. They were the Phoenix Coyotes first and they changed the name to the Arizona Coyotes, right? Or the other way around? Oh, I think they're the Phoenix. Uh, as far as I know, they're the Phoenix Coyotes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Winnipeg um, Jets, but the Winnipeg Jets are back, right? Are they a team again? They are. Yeah. Uh, are they? They are actually not the a big Jets. hockey. I said my fourth of the, of the four majors. It's my favorite, I, but uh, they're. The I know Jets. the least about the hockey, so you can fool me on hockey trivia. That you yeah. would not be able to get me out of this sports potentially. But well, whether it's Arizona or Phoenix, I mean, there's such a. Bold they have a lot of problems there, though. They don't get along with the city. They I think they they don't play in Phoenix necessarily. They play I think oh, in like yeah, it's like Glendale or some other town, and this like the city, and they're always fighting with. I guess all those Arizona teams fight because when what happened was Arizona wanted sports so bad. I think it was happening with these guys. They gave them crazy tax breaks. Oh, I'm sure. To build, they, they built these arenas on the Diamondbacks were pro, when, when, when were the Diamond ninety eight ninety eight. Okay, yeah. right. So right, 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 right
you know, the Arizona Cardinals too. They were on the, they came in the nineties too from St. Louis. Oh yeah. And they, they gave them everything to come to Arizona and then, you know, tax payers were like, what the fuck really? Yeah. And then their teams still want those benefits forever. Of course they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that happened January 18th, Lisa Marie Presley files for divorce from Michael Jackson. Can you have a Matt? Like what the fuck? Remember what kind they of kissed up? Yes. At the MTV. Oh God. I think that was so weird. And she was so, pretty. She was really pretty. How fucked up do you have to be to marry Michael Jackson? Like what's, what possible? I, I don't, she had a lot of money. I, it's, I don't get She's got sort of like a, you know, princess status because she's yeah. the fucking daughter of Elvis. Like what the, what she what, was pretty, like what was, what was going I don't, I don't, that, 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 that's, it made no sense. It's still one of those things. Like there are some things like, okay, like Julie Robertson, I love it. Right. That makes sense. To, on he's some talent, level, right. He's talented. He's talented. Yeah, he's he's interesting. And he might be obviously nice Michael Jackson's talented, but he, but I love doesn't seem to be like he's an, a crazy motherfucker. Like, I love seems to be like a nice guy. He does like, seem like a nice know, guy. Yeah. But like Michael Jackson, like he, those scandals, people already knew that shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I can't understand why. Any, maybe when, the thing is like, we're also trying to understand what it's like to grow up as Elvis's daughter. Like, we have no idea what's in her brain. Her brain must be so fucked. Like, yeah, how be. do you not like grow up in a, the weirdest way possible? Oh, Michael Jackson. I don't it's get like, it. It's so bizarre. Find someone either attractive or nice. Like, pick one. But He's, maybe you're so, the fame just like seeps into your, I oh, think, maybe, I maybe think you, you need get that. weird when you get famous. Yeah, maybe you need that. Maybe you need the paparazzi. You know you'll get that with Michael Jackson. There must be course. some, maybe it was that. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's but she the was element. never really in the spotlight. Maybe that's why. Maybe she really craved it. Maybe she, she did. She, she was it's, never really talented at stuff. I think she tried music. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't successful. I don't think so, no. Um, on January 17th, Steve Eiserman scores his 500th goal. Okay. He's the only other uh, hockey. Yeah. That's what we got this week. Okay. Um, this was a rough week. I remember looking for Joey Gordy Howe as the only, uh, the only um, Red Wings player to hit 500 goals. Oh, all right. I can't remember what uh, Steve Eiserman ended up with, but he was, you know, all time hockey player. You probably know that. Um, Let's talk about Mike Ellis for a second. Mike or, Ellis. Or Mike Illich. Oh, Illich. Okay. So Illich, the only reason I think of him is because he owns, uh, he owns the Detroit Tigers. That's right. Only Detroit Tigers. So yep. he buys the Detroit Tigers. All he wants to do is win a World Series. <laughs> Spends all this money uh, in like 2011 mm. to, so they, you know, that, that time to go into the World Series. Never wins. He never wins the World Series. He dies. He never wins the, the Terrible. World Series. But yeah. he owns, but doesn't he, I think he owns the Red Wings as he well. He might have. I don't, I don't remember. And he won all, I think he won a few titles with the, with the Red Wings. Oh, but he oh, tried he, yeah. like hell to win with the, with the Tigers and, and never, never did. Never made it happen. It's kind of, it must, must have been like so frustrating when like George Diamond went again. He, know, this guy still has no, Mike Illich, by the way, if you want to see something, maybe I'll make this my background picture. Mike, Mike Illich, he dyed his hair to the very end. So he's like 90 something years old <laughs> with, and he's still it? like jet black hair. <laughs> Let me see you laugh. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to find the oldest the, or most recent picture of Mike Illich with black and hair. And I'll have that as my new background on Twitter. That's a good one. Uh, lastly, uh, get this, this guy, Herman Lawrence, um, 88 years old. He dies because okay. he got hit by an Amtrak train. Okay. 70 years prior to this, he was in a school bus and survived getting hit by a train <laughs> at that same crossing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he this... finally got him. Why would he go back? <laughs> Never. No, I got hit by a fucking I'd train in my bus. Home. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going to cross these tracks no more. How much time, how much time do we have in this show? Uh, 54 minutes. Can I tell one quick story? Yeah, whatever you want right. to do. It's your show too. It is. it is. I know. I know. I feel like I've been story time. Who gives a fuck? Go ahead. So, dude, so I, when I lived in New York, I, there was this asshole neighbor, like a real piece of shit lived across the street from us. I think he was drunk. I'm not going to say his name. I think he was. You should just, say. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm mind. just joking. Don't worry. So he. he I don't want to like. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I'm making a lot of a, a judge, judgments here based on my child memory and everything. But he. Was yeah. Like, I think he beat his wife. His wife had a lot of black eyes. He yeah. was a drunk. He was an asshole. One time, his wife's like comes to knocks on our door. And my mom answered, she says, can I pick through your trash? And my wife's can like, 
I mean, my mom's like, what, what, what? And she's like, yeah, my husband got mad last night and he cut up my driver's license and he threw it Jesus. in the trash. And sure enough, it was in the trash. In your trash? Though? In our outdoor trash. Bin. Why yeah. did he, he must have like grabbed the license and like threw it out in like a yeah. rage. and Because we were right across the street from him. Not right across, we were one over. I see. Right across the street was a good friend of mine and she lived right. So whatever. Yeah. But it's like a very suburban Long Island yeah. area. So he probably was just drunk and threw it in the trash. Like, and sure enough, yeah, he her cut up driver's license. Imagine being like, what, fucking weird. she was a black guy. She's like a very like, almost like Shelly Duvall kind of like uh. beaten down woman. So he was a, he was mean. He's like mean to us kids. Yeah. And I remember one time I was like seven. He's like, Chris, one day you're gonna get yours. I'm like, get yours? Yeah. I think because I was being a smart ass, something to him. I because I didn't, I didn't. You're a kid. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. One day you're gonna get yours. I'm like, That's the fuck? a fucked up thing to tell like a seven year old. Piece of shit. So we moved from uh, Deer Park in 1989. He's still there. A few years later, he drunk as fuck with his brother. I think it's his brother. Uh, they were in a car at a and they're. They were fucking around, and they stop uh, uh, on the train tracks, and this is the Long Island Railroad, and um, they were uh, they were fucking both drunk as shit, and they had their seatbelts on, and the train started to come, Jesus and, Christ. Like, and they couldn't start the car, and they like, and they were too drunk to get out of the seatbelt. The, the brother fuck? got out, boom, hits this guy that fucking said I was going to get mine. No, not dead, Better. not dead, fucking vegetable for years. Wow, yeah. So wow. he got he got his. So I guess I, he I did. Win. You. You, point, point, Chris. Point, Chris. We should go find him, and uh, you can. Uh, yeah, you can I mean, tell I th- do believe he's dead now. I mean, Jesus, it would he'd have to be. That's thirty years ago. Yeah, and obviously, he's, you know, he's a mess. Yeah, he got sober. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, well, fuck him. I mean, I don't know how I should feel about it. I don't know that I want to like that. Two he's a thumbs down for that guy, right? <laughs> Dude, that, well, yeah, he's he's not very good. But yeah, I don't know that I want him to be a vegetable either. I didn't like it. Well, he beat up his wife, and so he's yeah, a if he monster. did beat up his wife, right? He, I really, I, I, I like he. Definitely, like, you'd hear him like screaming at her from across, yeah, yeah kind of thing, you know. And like his kids were like all like you know, shaking and like it, it was. This guy was a bad, bad person. If he yeah. did the things that I think he did, I'm glad he's a better If he didn't do the things I think he did, then uh, well, you'll never know. Yeah, well, let's pretend he did. <laughs> all right, yay! <laughs> uh, that that ends things on kind of a sour note. Anything else that we need to talk about? <laughs> I warned you. So, I said I got one. You know, Jesus Christ! You know I should say tell, no. I'm going to tell one depressing as fuck story every week. That was the other one wasn't that depressing. But that was two. No, that was the, well, the first one that you was fun. fucking that was cra- like, mm, fun. What was it? F- I mean, I for can me. tell you felt shame though, so I, I, I that doesn't make me feel but, good. But that was for me, like for a story for me, that's a pretty lighthearted one. You think so? From 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 the stories, I used to talk about my well, dad okay, dying yeah. oh, of no, cancer, I, well, that, you're or, right. or me being depressed and alone, or whatever. Yeah. This was like, but a it's not like, a, but it's not really lighthearted. That's for what me, I mean. I'm saying Can for you me, tell some funny sec- stories sometimes. The second, well, the second one, I think, was, I thought you were a funny guy. <laughs> that second one makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that guy. Mean. I like that guy. All. <laughs> so mean.